Welcome back to another edition of Water Hockey and our Extra Sauce, where we dive into interviews and stories from people inside and outside Texas hockey to give you a little more insight on the connections and relationships built inside the sport of hockey. Uh, today, I am joined by some extreme beauties who have taken an idea of a backyard game and made it special to hockey players and many more around the world. Uh, if you've been listening to Water Hockey for a while now, uh, you've heard us chat about this awesome game called Sauce Toss. And today I am joined by the one and only creators themselves, uh, Court Bullock and John. Is it Vadne? Did I say that correctly? Yeah, so technically it's Vadne, like known around the world. But here <laughs> in our community, there's it's Vadness. Everyone added the S. So it is Vadne, but Vadness is our community. Okay, good. I'm, I've, I I didn't want to like swing and miss, so I'm glad I honored the uh, the surname correctly. Yeah, uh, there was actually an, an NHL player, Carol Vadney, who was Bobby Orr's partner. Um, so I don't know how we're related, long lost, but uh, Carol Vadney. Yeah. I mean, whatever works, as long as you can get a tie to hockey. I, I know that uh, with a last name like mine with Fink, the Finkel and Einhorn comparison comes up. Uh, obviously, if you've seen my email, uh, you know, the, the the laces out Finkel is something that I have taken with me and I will take to the grade. So uh, God bless 90s babies uh, growing up in the 80s and 90s for us to have uh, Ace Ventura. But uh, first and foremost, I want to say welcome to Extra Sauce. Thank you guys for joining us. And before we dive into the, the sauce toss inspiration and everything behind it, uh, I did have to do a bit of research on you guys because on the website it says two college hockey, ex-college hockey players. Uh, so I did find the hockey DBs for both of you guys. So, Court, we're going to dive into the uh, the time with Iowa State as a Cyclone uh, product of Acha. They uh, they had a good run here recently, too, in the Acha uh, finals. But uh, even the captain, your final year. So I have to ask, what was it like playing hockey at Iowa State? And, and how often did you get Casey's Pizza, well, specifically the breakfast pizza, uh, in the diet? You know what? Uh, as far as like, first of all, I want to, I never heard Acha before. So maybe that came oh, yeah. after my time. I know exactly what you're talking about, but I've yeah. never heard a reference like that. But I've got a couple of buddies down here at, that played uh, at A&M and they, they, for some reason, it's just Acha this, okay. Acha that. So it's it just, it's stuck. <laughs> no, that's that. I'll add that to the arsenal. But no, I, after playing a couple of years of junior hockey in Saskatchewan, uh, Iowa State was just a good fit. I wanted to go to a big school and, and get a good education and, you know, it, it's competitive. It's not NCAA uh, or NACHA. I don't know what you would call that, but <laughs> it's, it was, it was a great experience, a really good school, uh, a great program and lifelong buddies that I've met and continue to, you know, that's how I met John is because of my roommate at Iowa state. So it's, it's really kind of, shaped or put me in the right position to shape out my uh, professional career. Nice. And so, I mean, I, I've had the, what's the right word? Uh, sincere opportunity to visit Iowa a couple of times. We'll, we'll say that mm -hmm. um, outside of Iowa state and, uh, and, and Des Moines, it's, it's not, not much going on, but for those that are listening that haven't had Casey's breakfast pizza, can you give us a, a bit of a description on that? Because I don't think people quite understand down here in Texas. Obviously, we have Whataburger and taquitos are the uh, yeah. the post 11 uh, p.m. and then before 11 a.m. go to cuisine. But there's something very special about this. It's pizza. something about the dough. Uh, I mean, that's this something about the way they cook it. The dough. It's like it's just a it just warms your heart like eating it you know it's just there there's a there's a way that i, I think it's all in the dough because well, i like the yeah. pizza too. first of all court should say he's he pizza is his favorite food so that's, that's true should be his I preference mean, on, yes. on all of it. yeah i could eat pizza every meal every day if you had to pick one food that would be 100 my uh my decision that's fair so, I, it's a respectable yeah. choice yeah no but case don't sleep on casey's yeah, I think they're actually like the number one pizza. Like they sell the most pizza. I don't know. Maybe I'm making this up, but I thought I heard that somewhere where like they sell the most pies overall. But which wouldn't make sense. But maybe that was in Iowa. <laughs> well, You're I mean, it's, for those that are for that are listening that are not familiar, 
uh, Casey's is a general store. So it's, it's basically just a gas station. Yeah. And they just happen to have the most phenomenal breakfast pizzas of all time. It's a lot like down here. Obviously, we have Bucky's. That's like the cult general store following. Okay. But they've made Bucky's into like this outlandish thing where they don't allow 18 wheelers. They have 150 pumps. And it's like, I'm sure you've seen it on TikTok or the news. But Casey's is just a, a very run of the mill general store. And it's just this gem. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. it's you got to try it. If you ever get into the Midwest, I know there's like one sparingly in Oklahoma. Um, like I said, I've, I've made the drive up to Iowa a couple from a couple times from Dallas. It's not a not the most beautiful drive, uh, but if there's Casey's pizzas along the way, like it, it's kind of worth it. But uh, yeah, that, that's yeah. But uh, John, I had to do some digging on you as well. I can't I couldn't leave you out of it. Um, so is it Bemidji State? Is that how you pronounce the university? Bemidji. Bemidji. Okay. So you played at Bemidji State NCAA hockey. Um, what was that experience like for you? You know, Court was saying that you guys met through his uh, his old roommate, but what was it like for you growing up and playing the sport and then eventually into college hockey? Yeah, I think you got to back that up to uh, like kind of John's career after like from the U.S. team. So Yeah, so we met. Uh, yeah, so I played, you know, hockey my whole life, just like all mm-hmm. of us. Um, Kind of bounced around. I went to Shattuck St. Mary's, which was an mm-hmm. awesome experience. Uh, and then I played for the National Development Program, lived in Michigan starting at 16. Oh, wow. Um, okay. And then USHL. Um, so I played in the USHL, actually won a national championship in Des Moines. As a captain. Okay. Yep. So we like had a team filled with NHL guys, basically. So mm-hmm. we, we were incredible. Who's on the team? Um, Oposo, yeah. Trevor Lewis, Jeff Petrie. Um, and then names. tons of guys that yeah. played really good hockey or good pro, um, mm-hmm. or just a little bit of NHL. Yeah, we were, we were really good, but it was there where like one of my best buddies was a kind of like a Des Moines, like all of his brothers played for the Bucks and there were five brothers. And so he ended up playing on the Bucks and he was, you know, kind of the local celebrity and we were buddies and that <laughs> happened to be court's roommate in college um so we just kept connecting and then eventually these guys came up to a twins game and you know we just all became buddies over the years so um played des moines and then i played at bemidji so bemidji was awesome you know still some of my best buddies there um i was in like three canadian weddings um (laughs) great great hockey experience ncaa was fun we got to play really good teams Mm-hmm. you know, among the best. Um, but I only played two years. I had back surgery. So two years Ooh. had back surgery and I decided to hang them up. So after sophomore year, I hung them up. Oh, wow. That's like, that's gotta be a huge decision. I mean, like you were just saying, playing on some pretty premier clubs and, and with some amazing NHL caliber players and then having to kind of make that decision. Um, but you know, the bright side is it, it you've, you've stuck around the sport. Um, obviously now kind of gives me a, a, a good, clean, clear segue uh, into uh, Sauce Toss itself. Um, whose idea was it? Like what what kind of prompted this? And I think this is big, just not for people that are fans of the sport of hockey, uh, but people that listen to this but that might be, you know, amateur-ish or up-and-coming entrepreneurs that are on the fence about, you know, making that leap. Who, so whose idea with it was it and how did it evolve into what it is today? Yeah, sure. No, it was something I came up with while living in Des Moines. I was going to, uh, you know, I after being an alum, Iowa State, going to more tailgates. We didn't go to a lot of tailgates when I was playing hockey. Mm-hmm. And it was something I was like, God, it would be so cool to like, because everyone's playing cornhole. Right. You've seen it over and over. And I'm like, God, it would be cool to like have a hockey stick in your hand in this tailgating setting. So I started like making some prototypes and John was that even though he wasn't part of the company back then, he was a mentor of mine in the regards that he was an entrepreneur himself. And I, I brought him the idea and I'm like, am I crazy for maybe like coming out with this? And he's like, no, you're not at all and so that's kind of how he gave me at least enough like what i needed to get pushed over to that point to actually go all in and do it and so i started making prototypes and 
playing with the boys and, and everyone's like, wow, this is awesome. This is amazing. I was getting such great feedback. Mm-hmm. And, th- and then I started to be like, whoa, maybe I, maybe I should stop bringing this around so much. And uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe there is something here that we can uh, put together and put the market. And John's actually, you know, ironically enough, been a pivotal part from, you know, the start, at least giving me that little extra like, mm, yeah, go ahead and do it. Like, you yeah. should do it. believe in it. And so it, that's so and it comes full circle now that John's actually owner of the company. And so that, that's been kind of fun to see that transition because I was in medical device sales for for uh, about eight years. And that was kind of a sauce toss was always kind of a side project. So now it's mm-hmm. it's full tilt here in White Bear Lake, Minnesota. So and with John, you know, being right there with me. So that's awesome. I mean, it's, it's just, it shows, I think a lot of people that if you just, if you have an idea with, with someone, especially like John in this situation that has the knowledge of, of the business side of things and just, you know, having even a little bit of experience in any realm of the sport, obviously with John's, you know, massive experience, it kind of helps a lot, but it kind of makes me feel like a little bit, have you guys seen the, uh, the guys that created South park whenever they came out with the movie basketball, yeah, I love that. That's one of my favorite. <laughs> that kind of reminds me a little bit of that that vibe where it's like, all right, mm-hmm. well, like, can we just do something different? Like, this is boring. Like, I want to make it more fun. So, yeah. I, I love the, uh, the 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 crossover behind that. So, um, so speaking of Sauce Toss, obviously it was created back in 2013. That's kind of when it really formed. Um, how long before that did development take, and what would you say was the biggest obstacle before you officially launched the brand and the product? So. You know, I had to get enough because my parents helped me launch. They own a, a, a small sports uh, specific training company. Mm-hmm. And they, my dad has an engineering mind. And and I, I initially, I just wanted, I thought this product would just help them create revenue. I never even thought about it being a full-time gig as it is now. Mm-hmm. But I, uh, I started making some prototypes. My dad's like, eh, I don't think this will work. And. And then I, I finally made one that was good enough that I could pitch to him where he's like, okay, like, all right, now I'll think about it a little bit more heavily. Uh, I created a video uh, and put it online. I, I was up till like 3 a.m. I think one night and I, I had cases the next day in the morning at like 7 a.m. And I, I put it on Facebook, clicked and like went to bed and it, when I woke up, it went viral. And so at that time, at that time, we, the product was not scalable. So we kind of went through those growing pains of, you know, having the initial design and then reiterating and reiterating to a point where it is today, which, you know, John and I have taken over a lot of even those reiterations, but it was, uh, it was definitely a struggle to keep up with demand, which is a great problem to have, but also, you know, you want to get product to people and we didn't know what we're going to, we didn't know it was going to go as crazy as it did. And so we've had a lot of different growing pains, which is, you know, good stuff to see. And yeah, we've now kind of got it to really sustainable, scalable business. But it was nuts though, is what, yeah, it was out of control. (laughs) That's really what it came down to. Cause I wasn't a part of the company though, but court would reach out, you know, we talk about what was happening and it was like, I mean, like no possibility to keep up with mm-hmm. orders, trying to create stuff 24 mm-hmm. seven, trying to create product, trying to set up manufacturing. So it really was one of those stories where it just started and it went out of control. Yeah. A lot um, of sweat equity uh, yep. in the beginning for sure. And no, at that I, time court was working full time. Mm-hmm medical sales. So yeah, so you're, you're essentially balancing two full time jobs. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely get the uh, I get the 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 sympathy part of it where I, I'm you know, it's it's hard to sit there when you have a full time job and, and look at what you're actually supposed to be doing and go, all right, I, I have to focus on this. But in the back of your mind, you're like, I really wish I could just turn around and like, shut this computer down and open up the one with sauce toss on it. Uh, for sure. So I, I get that. I get that sentiment big time. Um, I do want to ask this though, before I, we jump into the next, uh, couple questions, because obviously there is, there is not a lot of competition out there. Um, 
but there is one specific, obviously not going to bring up the name or anything, but have you had any like issues with that? Was that a kind of a, a difficult mountain to kind of get over? Um, or has it just been kind of like one of those things where they exist, we exist, that's all it is. That's kind of, yeah, that's kind of what it is, is, uh, when I first came out with it, I was like, there's this going to, there's going to be a market. Like people are going to copy us and we are the only mm-hmm. patented version of the game, but well, we're, the, we're the only patented sauce, sauce pass, pass game. game. Yeah. Okay. We're, it is a different game technically. Yes. Right. There's, there's a, one other game for, for everyone out there. There is another game out there and there's like three or four copycats, even of that. Because it's not mm-hmm. patented, it's just a bundle of right. existing goods. So um, anyway, but yeah, Kurt was saying, no, there has in the beginning there was a lot of a lot of uh, kind of hot and heavy things going on back and forth because there were people unhappy, not on our side, mm-hmm. um, with the fact that there was another game out there, even mm-hmm. though the, ours is ours really is different. Um, you know, it's patented. It's a completely different one point, game. three point. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a variable point system. It allows you to have not just one point for you, one point for me type of type of type of deal. So for a while, there was a lot of uh, yeah, it was it was a lot of confusion. And uh, at the end, you know, the, everyone was calling it Sostos, even if yeah. it was the competitor, which right. and I was kind of proud of because that was kind of the that I got the name, the domain name, which was the, which was the most important piece of me going forward with it was the domain was there. And I thought it was such a great name and it described the game so well, especially in the hockey community that that's, that really was like, all right, I got to do this. And so, and I thought even my head is like, there's going to be copycats or there's going to be competitors, but they're all going to call it Sostas. We're going to be the Kleenex of, Right, lost pass game. Yeah, and then that's exactly what came to fruition. So, so yeah, there. No, it's definitely been. Um, you know, hats off to everyone else. There's no no ill will. It's just uh, it, it's funny to see it all play out in the end. Well, and what we keep trying to let people know it's it's been good since we've taken over the company completely. Is um, mm-hmm. rather than we're not. It's good that there's other games out there because it helps the market rise. Yeah. And it's just, if you want another game, it's this way. And we keep trying to let people know, really, just ours is this three-point, one-point system game, which is super fun. So, mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, competition creates greatness. And and honestly, like, if anything, Sauce Toss is more comparable to Cornhole than anything else. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's with, the, with yeah. the point system, which I think is the bigger thing, a bigger thing, too. And, you know, from a, from a skill set standpoint, like if you're a young and up-and-coming hockey player or a beer leaguer that's just looking to get a little bit better or hone in their, their toss a little bit, like this is the game for it. I mean, it's, it's fun to have, mm-hmm. you know, people that have no experience, but this makes you a better hockey player. Uh, you know, not to take away anything from any other products, but this is, this is like, you know, mm-hmm. 75% fun, 25% training. So, I mean, it, it really is a little bit of all worlds. So, um, but I do want to, I, I do want to take a little bit of a, a misdirection here or a turn if I will, because, you know, I was told about a certain someone uh, on this podcast uh, being on a specific TV show that people may or may not have heard of. Um, it competes with SmackDown on Friday nights. Uh, I don't know why I know that. I just saw TV ratings and it was the only other show that was like even in the uh, the universe of what their ratings are. But uh, John, you were on Shark Tank recently um, for a product called Vabroom uh, and the keyword is royalties. Uh, I, I, I watched it. I went and saw the clip multiple times uh, and royalties was the word that popped up like when you search it on YouTube. Uh, but what was that experience like for you? And what advice would you have for someone with a pitch that they are thinking about taking to Shark Tank and, and pushing it to that next level? Yeah. So two totally different questions there. Um, the <laughs> <laughs> the uh, experience was, you know, one, I would say um, one in a lifetime for an entrepreneur, no doubt about it. Um, because if you are an entrepreneur, it, it, it was crazy. It was just crazy experience in general um, because, well, I mean, you basically have 90 seconds, which is yours. 
And the rest of it, you have no idea how it's really going to go because it won't go however you plan it. Mm-hmm. And so it was good. I mean, a lot of good prep. We prepped, we had our pitch. And then from there, like I said, everything did not go as planned. So it was fun. It was nerve wracking. Um, it it was, um, you know, we've been obviously going back and forth since. So since it's been really good. I just yeah. had lunch yesterday with the main owner of a broom. Um, and I, I think one thing to note that most people that watch Shark Tank don't realize is they were on there for over an hour and they cut it down to what, seven, eight minutes. Yeah. Technically I'm not yeah. you know, allowed to really talk about the real back end stuff, but yeah, right. people know that too. It's an, it's but a yeah, long shoot. It's so a you long only deal. see the edited eight minutes. So it's an hour of grueling negotiating. So some things where you maybe saw one of the sharks just say, you know what? I'm out. We might've mm-hmm. had 10 minutes of direct face to face conversation before that. Um, about exactly why or why not they might be in. Um, and the whole entire negotiating process up there is hot and heavy. Um, it's really yeah. not a, it's, it, they have an hour to get to know you and invest. It's super impressive. The fact that they could actually do that. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like, think it'd be like us being on this conversation. And by the end, you're like, I'm in <laughs> here's, here's $500,000. Here you go. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I think to, and, and for those people, like my brother is obsessed with shark tank. So he's like the behind the scenes kind of guy and it's kind of luck of the draw. I mean, really depending on when you get up there, it's kind of like effectively, you know, putting your company at risk. If, if Mark Cuban's having a bad day and he's had six bad pitches and that's six straight hours, then you jump up and you're like, we've got the best pitch for you. And the sharks are like. All right, whatever. Like we've already been through the ringer for the last six hours. Like at this point, we'll take anything. Like, did you? Funny, yeah, yeah. I heard this statistic that um, a eighty percent of guilty verdicts come after lunch. Um, it's funny. That's just how. And that's in court. Um, and so yeah, it's uh again like whatever you expected. Every question that we think we had over that entire time, everything doesn't go as planned. Um, So like, for instance, when we first went up there, we finished our pitch, we didn't want anyone to test the product because if you haven't read the directions that you actually have to sweep it in the line and then use Mm -hmm. it, it might not look right on camera. And all of a sudden, Mr. Wonderful jumps up and he goes, I want to test it. And he like (laughs) ran to us if you watch the video and we're like, yeah. Okay. Everything that we think we want right now is not going to happen. And so like, um, I think the main thing is, yeah, you're putting yourself on the line because, you know, there's investors already in the company. You're now putting yourself out there for possible Mm -hmm. copycats, even though there's patents. We're really claiming here it is. We're there. So now there's there's copycats. We're putting ourselves out there and we're putting ourselves out there for possibly totally falling on our faces and, and looking like idiots to our whole communities. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that is, you know, obviously things that do happen on Shark Tank, people freeze. Um, and so by going on it in general, we knew we were like, okay, we're either stepping up uh, and we're putting ourselves out there or we could have done a bad move. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I've got other stuff we're doing. So it's mm-hmm. like, I, I was like, I can't look like a dummy out there because, yeah. um, you know, I, I work with people and <laughs> on yeah. a regular basis. And, yeah. and so for me, it was just go up there and be, be me. Um, and that's like, that's what I'm going to do. Cause I think you can get caught into a trap of pulling into directions of what you're doing. And I'm just like, I'm just going to do my thing. I'm going to act like I would at my office every day. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I mean, I won't spoil what happened exactly. Obviously, if you're listening to this and you're curious about it, uh, check out the clip on YouTube. Check out the episode. Um, the last thing I actually have to ask about this before we shift back over to uh, Sauce Toss is, is from a business standpoint, was this kind of like you, you kind of touched on it a little bit, but was this more of a, a business strategy to get the product in front of a lot of eyes? Because at a certain point you go, OK, well, if we get the product up in front of people and we pitch it and we do a good job, 
it's going to get shown to millions and millions of people and people are going to want it. Was that kind of like a, a, an also kind of a side side quest goal, I guess you could say, as well as just being like, I, I want to get one of these investors to work with us. So it was really both because obviously you, you, you go on Shark Tank because you go there because you want the publicity um, for one, that's huge. Um, and then most of the time people typically do want money. I mean, Shark Tank's kind of the point now where they're, they're pretty smart about um, not wanting people on there that are just going on there and they're going to turn everything down purposely. Right. It's kind of a no-no. You might not mm-hmm. even get aired by doing that, that stuff. So for us, we, we knew going on was huge for the product. We were ready, which means we were like, you know, it's already, it's in Walmart. Vabrum's in Walmart. So like we had placement, which is awesome. So you actually yeah. recoup the sales. Because if you don't have a product going into it, then you're not, you might not get the sales. Right. Because um, you won't have any inventory. Um, so we wanted both the investment because having a shark on the back end was good for everything. You know, who knows even like, you know, it's just good having, having a contact, um, having a partnership, but also the publicity is like no publicity you'll ever get in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of them, we wanted all those things. And yeah, obviously you have to watch the segment to see what happened. Um, but it actually did go pretty much how we wanted it. I think season, the newest season, I think it's 13, it's episode 11. Yep. Okay. So, uh, season 13, episode 11, check it out. Um, Check it on YouTube. Get the views up on the official Shark Tank. Don't watch the knockoff, you know, whatever. <laughs> if someone's recording it on their TV, I, I don't know if, they, you know, there's like a weird part of the Internet with people that do that. But um, so back on Sauce exactly. Toss. Yeah, it's we live in a weird day and age. But Sauce Toss, is there a pinnacle for you guys? You know, obviously, when you get into entrepreneurship, making that your full time job seems like kind of a. Uh, the first major obstacle in court, you were saying that you're doing this full time. So you've kind of been able to achieve that. Um, so from from both of you guys, is there a pinnacle personally that you want to see Sauce Toss go to? Um, and is there any more ideas in the pipeline as far as hockey related uh, materials or training devices go? Or is this kind of like, this is our baby and we're going to take it as far as we can go? Yeah, so um, well, with Sauce, so obviously, I think you're 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 asking a serial entrepreneur um (laughs) (laughs) so like sauce toss obviously has been a really fun task for us just to build a foundation for our company Mm -hmm. because there were a lot of things that we had to do once we officially you know basically what happened is i bought out court's family so now court and i both own the company together um and we've built this foundation and distribution channel with sauce toss and we do have more plans with Sastas over the years, we've been we've been slowly growing it properly. It's taken a long time to get manufacturing nailed down, mm-hmm. um, warehousing, distribution. We've Supply got supply chain, as we all know that keyword. Yeah, yeah, we have great relationships with our retailers now. We actually go out to see them, which was like our first one. Like when I came on, I was like, we are going to meet the people we work with, and we have, and it's been like the best mm-hmm. thing for us. Um, and so Sauce Toss is going to continue to grow. It's going to continue to go in hockey retailers, some of the bigger retailers, sporting goods. We'll just continue on that path. Mm-hmm. We do, we, Sauce Toss, now we're basically using our, um, you know, blueprint of what we've created for distribution and manufacturing and know-how. Um, and actually, you know, we've, we've brought on a, a guy, he's in the room with us, October, he's, he is our creative director and how we're really trying to move now is, is really increase our content dramatically. And mm-hmm. that's all part and parcel because of a whole new product and platform, which we are launching this year. And it's like a major undertaking. It's a real, it's a hockey product. It's for mm-hmm. exercising and okay. then it's basically a whole product and system and a uh, entire platform behind it. We're going to be launching with trainers, et cetera. So it's taken us, I mean, it will be a year. It'll be 12 months of work mm-hmm. once we launch that we've really been putting in this steadily. Mm-hmm. So we have huge plans, like huge, huge plans coming up 
plans that could never have happened if we didn't have sauce toss to have first got us there. That's awesome. I mean, it's exciting too, because, you know, from a personal standpoint, the more that's out there for people and the more that's out there for consumers, the more that I'm here for it. I mean, I, I we've had some really cool opportunities, but, uh, court, how, do, how are you feeling about everything? Cause you know, this was kind of, this was your baby essentially. And, and, you know, like John was saying, you guys bought out the company, so it's it's yours. And how does it feel from from your point of view? And and you know, what's your mindset at this point? You know, reaching the pinnacles that you guys have. Yeah, no, I honestly, I'm not going to lie. Uh, leaving corporate America and that that nice paycheck uh, was definitely a, a change of pace, but exciting and fun. Like I, every day, I'm excited about what I do. Yeah. And, and I couldn't, I mean, earmuffs, John, uh, I couldn't do it without John. Uh, <laughs> he's been such a amazing mentor to the point. Like, I think when we first started, I'd be like, why are we doing this? Like, just do it. And I would be like, I would kind of kick back. And, and then eventually I learned like John's right. Uh, most of the time, <laughs> so, <laughs> no, but that, but that's, and I, I, I mean that in the best way uh, as a compliment, John, because, it just took me a, a little bit to understand because this is, I mean, I, I lived in the OR helping surgeons and, and covering cases all day long. Yeah. And I'm going now into, you know, a completely different space that, that I, it was just completely new to me. So uh, I've learned a lot and I feel like I, I've expanded a lot of my, uh, my toolbox. And so it's, it's been, it really has been rewarding and fun being able to talk to, you know, people like you and seeing people really enjoy the game that I, I the reason why I, I created it was for joy, fun, like comp- harnessing the competitive energy. So that's, that's been really, really special to me. And now that we're, you know, expanding out and, uh, that's it. I, I literally couldn't ask for, you know, they say whatever, wherever that, uh, that saying is about, if you find, find whatever you love, or you'll never work a day <laughs> in your life, you know, whatever. <laughs> but yeah. that's, I mean, yeah, you have your tough days, you have your long hours, but no, it's, it's been truly rewarding and, uh, and enjoyable. And I would be remiss without mentioning Brad Kruger, because that's my roommate. We just didn't mention his name because he'll listen to this and be like, out of all that, because like, he helped start Sauce. It was me and my parents and Brad Kruger yeah. out of Des Moines. But he's he's uh, he still works in medical device in Des Moines, and that's how I know John. But I had to I had to throw his name out there because he would be like, what, what the hell? Yeah, I mean, you talked about this person, but that's me. Yeah, yeah. Just tell him tell him if he wants. He can skip to around 32 minutes, and that's when we uh, we finally give him his, his shine. Um <laughs> so I mean obviously you guys were talking about uh content and, and pumping more stuff out there. Um, you know, we follow each other on Instagram. I feel like that's been just a huge uh outlet for a lot of, of entrepreneurs and, and especially with people and influencers in the hockey world. Um you guys have been producing some pretty awesome content recently. You've been doing a, a bit of traveling, I see. Uh, we're even down at the Super Bowl. Uh, am, am I right about that? And you were up in Minnesota, obviously, recently with the product there. And, um, you know, high school hockey is like basically uh, high school football down here for those that don't know. Uh, what has been the most surreal experience where Sauce Toss has taken you where you have to kind of take a step back and go, oh, wow, like I'm outside of Stadium A, B or C or I'm at this event and I'm here because of this, this the Sauce Toss. Well, I, I actually probably have, unless you have. No. Um, I'm not going to name names, but we did kind of, uh, it was really awesome. We Well, there's two things, two big businesses that we work with. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got to partner or sell product to them and just be able to be in their facilities is really cool. Um, it's fun as a business when you start doing business. I guess that's for me. I Court probably has some other parts that are probably more um, emotional for him as a creator. Mm-hmm. For me, as a business guy, I really like when you get a product to a point where you're all of a sudden stepping foot in the headquarters of a facility that you're maybe working with or selling product to or meeting with their buyers. 
that's always a time for me where I'm like, this is cool. Um, that's cool for me. For the for the first time that that really resonated was getting uh, DMs from NHL players that I just watched them in playoffs, and then you know it's like yeah. it's like well how can I get a sauce toss? And I'm like, well, first of all, great job in playoffs. Sorry, you're getting knocked out. <laughs> yeah, let's not, like, let's not let's not glance over that. No, I'm like I'm in the OR. I'm looking at this. I'm like, I just got a message from, and so I think that was like one of the first things and that happened several times after that, that I was like, wow, this is, this is cool. And we're really actually making an impact in the hockey community. Wasn't like JJ Watt tweeted. Or oh something. yes. And then, and then I got, I got a message from uh, Tom, the owner of beauty status uh, mm-hmm. hockey company. And he's like, did you see this? And it was JJ Watt, JJ Watt walking with his grandma. And in the back was a sauce toss. Oh and, my gosh. And like we had to look it up, and like JJ Watts from Wisconsin, like has yeah. a, like a hockey background, and it's like, oh my gosh, like you know, he did buy a soft ass, and it was like that was like so cool to think that you know all these different uh, levels of influence and reach that we're we're getting just from this silly game that I used to sketch in my my room when my roommates would laugh at me and who my roommates would eventually be a pivotal part of it, but right. it was still like, you know, at one point in time, it was just me and my little sketch pad. So it's, it's kind of fun to see it all kind of come to fruition. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that kind of leads me into this, this next question. Are there any plans as far as like content goes? Do you think we'll see any, uh, AHL or NHL caliber players, you know, jumping on the uh, sauce toss profiles anytime soon. Or is there anything in the works that we might be uh, seeing the uh, sauce toss in the big lights? Um, I think without content, giving too much away, obviously. Yeah. Content in general, I would say stay, stay tuned for what we're doing with this other project we're working on. And that project will bring a tailwind of things we're doing with sauce toss. Um, I think what you can do is all day long, you can try to get whoever you want on sauce toss and you kind of get a, a, a little clip of some, you know, something that goes viral for a period. And now we're kind of focused on some larger projects that hopefully we can start working with some people on a more regular basis, not a quick one hit wonder. So right now we're doing, we like, we're doing an event tomorrow and Saturday yeah, and it's the, more like community. The NCHC college you know, mm-hmm. the tournament. Yeah. Like done. we're, we're going to have a, a big deal there, but that's just, yeah. We'll do community stuff. We actually were trying to do, which this would have been awesome. Um, COVID messed this up. Um, we had a tournament set up in Grand Bend, Ontario, and we wanted to do like a big Canadian blowout, like a release up there. Mm-hmm. And there were going to be a bunch of NHL guys involved. There's actually more NHL guys per capita than anywhere in the world in this town. Hmm. Um, I've got like a, a summer town. Yeah, I've got a buddy who oh, lives yeah. there. So we we're planning on the beach, uh, on Lake Huron. We we're going to be doing this huge tournament. We already had it set up with the bar owner, um, and so that would have been a great deal. But I, like, we even had another tournament here set up with a Minnesota Wild deal. But mm-hmm. COVID's really like kind of you know throwing some wrenches in for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. And so now since then, we've just decided to really change gears and for the better. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, no, the answer, long, the long answer, <laughs> long story <laughs> short, no, but you're going to see a lot of awesome stuff coming out. Cool. Well, I mean, obviously, if you're listening to this, go check out um, all of the Sauce Toss profiles on social media. Uh, what's What would you say is the, the best place for someone to follow Sauce Toss? Would it be Instagram? Yeah, that's usually uh, Instagram, Facebook. Obviously, that's that's kind of uh, probably the most of the reach that we have. We're also on Twitter. You can hit us up on TikTok. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button. <laughs> smash that like, <laughs> <and> subscribe. <laughs> Go smash that subscribe button. It's so weird because I sit there like I remember. I mean, I'm I'm a sucker for anything YouTube related. Like. Out of all the streaming services, that's probably the one I spend more time on because I have the expen- the uh, attention span of a squirrel. 
So it's like, <laughs> I'm like, cool, three minute video, I'm in and out, clean and clear, but always the smash. And I never thought I'd say that, but now I'm running a podcast. So I'm like, hey, make sure to like and subscribe and follow. And I'm like, what have I become? Who am yeah, I? I mean, like you're selling out every time you say yeah. it, right? Yeah. I, I, you have all my sympathy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we can relate on that. Um, I do have one more question for John, and then I'm going to throw a couple of uh, off-the-cuff questions for you guys. But um, And, of course, too, I, I mean, you guys are both entrepreneurs now. Uh, any advice for entrepreneurs that are on the fringe from taking a dive into the game and, and pushing a product or, or a service out there? Anything that you can kind of tell someone that's just on, on the fence about it? For sure. Yeah. And I, I want to say, for one, obviously, thanks, Court, for for saying, you know, obviously, I, 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 <laughs> I helped, I, you know, I helped out. But also part of it is Court sticking around and really being a part of it, because being an entrepreneur, especially coming from the corporate world, um, it's like you don't know the future. Um, you're kind of painting your own picture. And so you need to be comfortable being super uncomfortable or really spending the time to imagine the world that you want or manifesting. Mm -hmm. I'm obviously huge in manifesting the things you want, putting them in front of you and eventually creating them. So they'll happen. Um, but you know, court was here even when he was like, well, this is how it'd be done here. And I was like, okay. Um, I didn't, I don't have a perfect written blueprint either of, of entrepreneurship, I kind of like bumped around in trade shows by myself. I met these people from all around the world and spent time with these people that really helped me a lot too. And so once court was here, it was like, you know, I kind of, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this, 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 and this. And he was like, uh, <laughs> and I was like, it will work. And now we're actually, we're building <laughs> a bigger process. Even right now we're doing a branding project, which is super fun. Mm -hmm. But it's like uh, now Court's done it. So he's mm -hmm. starting to know, um, you know, but anyways, um, I think go ahead with your, no, I, I just wanted to throw that the out there. Um, you always have something so to is say it about advice what? for inventors. Yeah. Um, I guess for me, like there were some things for inventors. Um, what you can do is obviously the first things first, throw it on paper. That's why I told Court mm -hmm. just, Throw it on paper because people say, I, I got to tell, I got to do this. I'm going to make a million dollars. And I just throw it on a piece of paper first. And the paper is the first step to making something happen. Mm -hmm. um, so if you can put it on paper and then make a prototype and then actually use it to see if you like it. Because there's a lot of ideas out there that are good, but no one will use them. Um, so first off, is it good? Is it unique or are you jumping into a field where there's way too much competition and will people actually buy it? Cause like I come up with ideas all the time. Like that's a great idea. I'm like, nah, mm -hmm. never mind. Yeah, that is a good idea, but you can't create everything. Right. Um, so I think first off, just write it down and make a prototype. That is the number one first thing you can do and make a good prototype. And sometimes that's enough to let you go, well, that's a good idea, but I'm not going to do it. Um, right. But do it. And cause it's like, Again, like Court did it and he kept doing it and made a prototype. And that's what allows you to see if something's real. Right. Um, I mean, I am a huge proponent of entrepreneurship, but not, you know, I don't want people to just jump out there and just go with the product because they love it. I don't believe mm -hmm. in that either. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, I think, what I, what I was going to piggyback on was uh, inventors have this, you know, rose colored glass view of how things are going to work. And, I, I, I went through it when I was talking to John, my dad, and it's like, I want to sell it for this. Like, no, we can never sell it for that and make any money. It's like, well, but, <laughs> but like, you gotta, you gotta come to like, you gotta think about all these aspects because inventors, they like to invent, they like to create, and it's like their baby. But when you take it to market, that's a whole nother story. And there's a, what I've learned, there's a complete other can of worms that you open up that, I had no idea it existed. And, mm -hmm. and John John knows it better than anyone. Well, next was don't quit your day job. I know there's people out there that, you know, there's the old, like, you know, the people who create the software companies who have the baseball card book full of credit cards they've maxed out. Mm -hmm. I think it's great. In today's day and age, you hear about the person who invented a software, Snapchat, made a billion dollars. But what people don't know is that is 99.99999% of the other people did the exact same thing. And they did lose that. 
And I, it, it just is how it works. You hear about the one major success. So I really believe truly in keeping your day job mm-hmm. and just like you're doing. And you have to, you want to open that computer and work on your thing you love. Um, but it's more smart to work your, you know, work hard. I don't know if I can yeah. swear on here. Uh, yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Let it fly. Okay, yeah. work, work your ass off. And because, you know, hard work trumps everything anyways, work smart and then do whatever you're doing and, and do it smart. So you're not blowing all your money. But I truly believe um, in working super hard. The people who want to quit their job and do it, I hope they get a home run. Mm-hmm. But I would rather bet. I would rather hedge my bet at the casino with, uh, you know, a smart bet first. So I would say don't quit your day job. That's that's for me huge. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a big thing. And I think that goes a long way for a lot of people, uh, myself included. I mean, there's <laughs> I'm sure there's been many days and there will be many more days where I'm like, you know what, I'm done. Like, uh, let's just go open up a, the biggest credit card with the biggest credit line I can get. And let's just like pump this podcast into the sun. But, you know, we're in 2022 and it feels like these days it's uh, it's like starting a band. And like it was in the 90s. It's like, hey, have you heard this uh, this podcast that I've been doing is the new. Uh, hey, I started a band with a couple of friends of mine. So uh, yeah, we're going to hit it, hit it big. Yeah. The beauty is if, you know, eventually you do, obviously, like even for us. We're starting with Sostos. There were some huge risks we had to take when COVID came. It was like, do we do we say we're just going to hold tight and not build product and not bring product in? Or what we did is we literally we doubled down. It would be like being at the casino and saying, I, I brought 100 bucks. I made 1,000. I'm going to go home for the, to my hotel room. We said, no, we're going to put 1,000 on black. Mm-hmm. And that's what we did. And I think either way, as an entrepreneur, you have to get And what we did is we made a ton of product and we got it in time to actually get sales. And because we said, no, 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 sales are going to go up. And Mm -hmm. everyone else was saying, don't make anything. Even our manufacturer, don't make anything. We did. We completely went against everything Um, and it, it worked properly. So I think be smart. And when you feel the chance to take a little risk, take it and run with it. Um, go with your and gut. You, you know, go with the gut, go with what's mm-hmm. right, but not just because you say, I love it and I need to see my idea work. Right. Um, but you know, yeah, I think too many inventors can get into that wormhole. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, well, I, I can't tell you guys how much I appreciate the time. Um, and, and I've been fortunate enough to have a sauce toss now for quite a while. Uh, it's a huge hit with all of the friends that, uh, that play. Um, I haven't brought it out on beer league Friday nights yet because, there's a heavy emphasis on the beer part, and I feel like something <laughs> is just going to go awry. A little too saucy. Yeah, a little too it's saucy. Just your, it's just up your sauce right there. It's going to be even better at sauce pots. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, but I do want to ask this before we wrap up because obviously this is a hockey-based podcast, and we've had a lot of like really cool stories and really cool backgrounds and, and surprisingly have gotten a very similar answer from guys that play over in Finland or, or, or that are in the minors or anything like that. Do you guys actually watch a lot of hockey outside of Sauce Toss? Are you, or do you guys have an NHL team? Or is it kind of one of those things where, like, at the end of Sauce Toss, you're like, I have got to detox. Like, all I've talked about for 16 hours straight is hockey, hockey, hockey. It's like, I just want to watch, like, The Office or something. Or, or do you guys, are you guys in it? That's a, no, it's, that's a great question. And uh, uh, John, between John and I, we watch probably zero. zero. Yeah, so it's like, we're, yeah. we're so focused now on – on <laughs> I'm, I'm, well, I'm just making this stuff work. But it's that like yeah, that after work. Yeah, like, and that being said, though, if you catch like if hockey's on in the bar, you catch Sean and I just like mesmerized, like staring at it, be like, oh, yeah, my God, you guys are so good. And, so like, we, we play in some men's deals. You know, we have these tournaments we play. We play in the U.S. Pond Hockey Tournament. We we actually sponsor a team yeah. for Sauce mm-hmm. Top. We play in the best you know deal over our heads with some of the guys we play against, which is cool. Yeah, but uh, but no, we really don't, <laughs> and we're like launching the coolest product coming up for hockey players. Yeah, uh, but we don't at this time. It's just all hands on, all yeah. focus. I, I watch my Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, on Sunday. That's kind of my uh, yeah. I'm like a combat team. sport. <laughs> that's fair, and I mean it's so easy, uh, and that's where I think the disconnect comes in because a lot of people are like, 
I don't, it's just so hard to keep up with hockey. And it's like, yeah, there's 82 games. And it makes sense why football is so popular around the world. There's only 17 games in the regular season. Of course, you're going to get like, it's easy for one day a week for three hours to watch it. But it's like, you know, we're in the thick of the playoff runs for the NHL right now. And there's a game every other day. Thank goodness. I mean, you know, we're sitting here, I'm sitting here talking about that. But, you know, two seasons ago, we didn't know if there was going to be a playoff. So, but it's, it's very, uh, mm-hmm. it's, I get it where it's coming from, but it's, it's it's funny you say that. It's, it's funny that's that's your answer for a different reason from the business side of things because, like I said, we have so many guys in the minors, and it's like you you have to take a step back and realize like this is all these guys' lives revolve around. So of course, like when they get downtime, they take it. They don't watch the sport. They don't talk about it. They play golf, or you know, they they work on their business, and that it is what it is. So, but I was curious because I was like, I feel like I feel like I knew the answer was going to be no, but I had to I had to solidify it for myself. But uh, last, like yeah. I said, well, then, then again, we got like we got buddies that you know it's like our diehards, like you know, yeah. you still run run into them. But majority of hockey guys, like even we're so we're in the town of White Bear Lake, which is like super awesome. There are quite a few of pro players that are retired mm-hmm. or live around the area. They're not, you know, they're they do their thing. Um, it's kind of like. It's very common. You're done, and they play in some of these little men's league, and we run yeah. into them. But guys are on with other families and other parts of their lives. Yeah. Uh, last thing I'll say before we we wrap it up is it was just so funny. I, I just went to a random drop in, and there was a couple of kids who recognized the podcast, and you know we we chatted for a little bit. And one of the guys was probably like 19. He plays for one of the he plays in the uh, the Acha ACHA down here, and he was like, "Yeah, I don't watch hockey." I'm like, you're 19. Like, this is the time. And he's like, yeah, I, I, I just don't care. He's like, I play so much that I just want to take a step back. So uh, that goes for everybody. Yeah, uh, yeah. Entrepreneurs, business business people alike. Like, if you need to take a step back, this Unless is the day. Unless you live in Canada. Yeah. Then you have to get, it's like going, it's like growing up Catholic. Like we had to go every Sunday. It's if you grow up in Canada, you have to watch exactly. every single, you know, the star, my, my stars are taking on the Canadians yeah. tonight. And I know there's going to be a French broadcast somewhere going nuts. So I, uh, I, I definitely I get that side of the guys too. Um, but uh, before, like I said, before we wrap things up, tell us real quick where we can find Sauce Toss um, and and let us know where we can follow you guys on social media. Yeah, so uh, SauceToss.com is the best way to order. We're on Amazon as well in all the pure hockey stores, uh, some of the shields. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Sauce Toss, Twitter at Sauce Toss Hockey. Uh, TikTok at Sauce Toss and just stay tuned to more content. And uh, I got to say thank you very much, Jeff, for having us on. Yeah, my pleasure. Uh, thank you guys so much again for joining us. As always, uh, usually have the sign offs from the boys. Mine is uh, don't forget your Kermit tattoos. So I'll just wrap it up with that. Can't wait to see what's coming up next with Sauce Toss. And make sure to keep your eyes on it. <laughs> All right, brother. Awesome. Thanks, man. All right. Thank you. Take care. Thank you, guys. All right, bye.